you could take your platform or whether it's big commerce or Magento, you would be able to integrate with your Amazon or even other marketplaces. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon private label sellers and e commerce sellers. Broadly, e commerce sellers who want to sell, not just on Amazon. If that's you, then we're going to talk today with Robert Giovannini of Ironplay on how to leverage an existing product catalog into a direct-to-consumer site or D2C. Really a great opportunity for a lot of people if they've done the hard work of finding suppliers, getting great product design, getting reliable supply chains, and all the, we solved so many of the problems. This could be a fantastic opportunity for you if you're in that position. Um, so I would urge you to keep listening. Robert's a great guy, tons of experience, been in e-commerce since the 1990s, which is just, you know, ancient history and internet years that's over a century i was in dog years that we have on the internet the speed that things develop here um, but he's got his finger on the pulse with all the latest uh, ways of doing things strategies he works with multiple seven and eight figure businesses uh with his team and so super guy to, to guide us through this stuff enjoy the show and um i hope you uh, learn a lot from it Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com. BA.com forward slash EVA. Excellent. That's good to know. Look, we were going to talk about leveraging an existing product catalog on onto DTC. I'm, I'm inclined to sort of pop that on as a little extra here because I think we've covered a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Let's. Um, Talk quickly about uh, that before we wrap up. So okay. in about 10 minutes, how do we even go about this? So you've got a bunch of catalogs. So for example, I've got some uh, people that work with us in the mastermind. You've got maybe 2000 SKUs. Uh, they're selling the business. They've got maybe three or 400 of them onto Amazon. If you're then putting a DTC site into the mix, how do you decide what products are worth putting onto that and what products to leave alone, thus saving yourself thousands of man hours and a lot of money, I'd imagine. So what, how do you go about that sort of oh. question? When you, when you say man hours, you meaning just getting the data into the DTC site, or you meaning the, all the work that goes into sourcing those products and keeping them in inventory and things? Because you're already doing this, that, right? Good question. Yes, yeah, so no, yeah, that's a very good question. That you've by your very smart question, you're answering it, which is okay. Where, where do we even need to spend the time and effort? And I guess yeah. that it's a selection and technology question, isn't it? Let me ask a cleaner question: How do we decide which products to put on? Oh, this is where I always, I never understand folks that tell me they're going to limit what they put on various places, unless there's a defining market reason why I don't want this product to be up here with this other product, which I mean, I guess can happen, or I've got distributor rules or I've got other reason, you know, regional sales rules. I'm not allowed to do this. My feeling is take your database, this catalog and make it perfect. And whether you're using a product information manager or a PIM. Or are you going to use your new DTC site as your PIM or your product information management system, or you're using Excel or Google Sheets? I, it almost doesn't matter, at least at some stage here, 
get nice, clean data, and I would put it all up. I, there's no reason in my mind why I would not push my product that I have the ability to fulfill into every channel. This is where I, I talk about leveraging what you've got. This is your asset. You figured out how to get this product, how to price this product, how to fulfill this product. And whether you're fulfilling direct or through FBA or anywhere else, you've got that figured out. That's the beauty. Now, slap some nice marketing messaging on it that hopefully is meaningful and or real or authentic or something with some social validation. And I would push this into all channels. And, and this is where I say, we always talk about Amazon, but gosh, there's seven, eight other channels you can and should be in that are marketplace adjacent. And whether we're talking about Wish or Frugal or eBay or Walmart or Instamarket, Instagram and Facebook marketplace and all these places, you have this data. If you can push it up and you have the ability to centralize order processing and inventory management, so you're not over under, you know, overselling a product SKU. I, to me, this is the beauty that you figure out the hard part, getting the product. Let's just get it out there now. So, okay. The only thing I would say is that, that you've got the product in a warehouse somewhere and, and yeah, for sure, designing products, working with people to get the quality you want, get at the price that is yeah. potentially profitable, depending on how you sell it is really hard. No, no argument from me. And then you got the marketplaces or the D2C site. But there's that little matter of trying to integrate how much stuff have we got into the warehouse and accurately get that delivered, right? So that's not I a think this is where matter, a good platform, and this is where I think people often forget that the D2C platform very often can serve as your order management system and your inventory management system. So very often, so one of our clients who does sell most of their SKUs on Amazon as well, we have all that fully integrated in, we bring in all orders into Magento. And so the inventory synchronization is, is almost immediate at all times. We do leave buffers. We do allow for buffering and things like that because you don't want to oversell, particularly in certain channels, but we allow that to come in. And then we have, a, we use in this case, another system to do, handle the fulfillment and the multi-warehouse choosing based on location, all that good stuff. So some of it's FBA, some of it's through their own warehouse. So this is part of where a good platform can make that much easier. And whether it's living in the platform, the e-com platform, like a Magento or big commerce, or it's living in a third-party system that's bringing all that data together, that's part of the analysis sometimes and depends on how complex the business is or how. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I guess I, mean, I haven't heard PIM, that's another abbreviation for me. So pr product info management system, obviously there's things like Linworks and what have you, but it's interesting that you're saying that at a certain level, and, and I guess for the sort of people I probably would have in mind, the use case for seven to maybe low eight figure sellers that yeah. are primarily on Amazon. By the time people are eight figures, they've normally got their ID to see. It doesn't mean they're doing it well though. I can't mm. learn from this conversation, but I guess what you're saying is the platform at that level could become your kind of hub for managing how much stock you've got and then liaising probably automated way with your fulfillment houses. For, so you don't necessarily sure. have to have a separate product information management system. Not at all. Very yeah. few have uh -huh. that, even in the larger companies. I would say that in this case, there's no question you could take your platform or whether it's big commerce or Magento, you would be able to integrate with your Amazon or even other marketplaces. You can even push data up to those SKUs in terms of descriptions and all that stuff. You could make it one single management system for that product information. And it's just going to be different in this channel, different in this channel, D2C, et cetera. And then wow. bring down the fulfillment. Yeah. Okay. My mind is suitably blown. These are not quick, casual things to set up overnight. But I, again, all I can not say is hard either. No, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean, I would love to say that you need to you need to book on this, you know, for a half a million dollar. But no, it really isn't that. I suppose it's easy because we know how to do it. But it's it doesn't have to make or break somebody's. I mean, 
they can do this. Anybody can do this. I love it. I like your optimism. So I know you've got a, a furniture company that you work with that has thousands of variations. It sounds like it could be quite a nightmare. So to try and you know give us this story to take us home with that is an example of the fact that it's not too hard to do, if that story is indeed an example. Okay, so now I'm going to say that one is, is, is a unique one in that it's not as if... So they're a furniture company, GetCreek.com. Love GetCreek. They are a US-based manufacturer of high-quality furniture, uh, a lot of mid-century modern stuff. Uh, but here's their unique business case. They sell in multiple wood types. Okay, let's say, let's just say for sake of argument, four. They sell in multiple finishes with multiple hardware options. So there's no way across their entire line of, let's say, I hope they don't get mad at me. I, let's just say it's a thousand unique products. I can't remember the exact number. But you take that and multiply by all those various options, right? There's no way you could ever have the say a sample to shoot proper photography for all those options. They're dependent options. If I have this wood type. It can only come in these particular stains with this particular hardware. So there's all these conditional options. Very hard to make those conditional options viable on some of the more turnkey Shopify big commerce levels. You can, but it becomes a little bit of a square peg round hole. So now we've got that issue combined with having to link into a manufacturing system and fulfillment system already established. This is where a Magento comes in real handy because it allows for that kind of custom customization. On top of that, they took it one step further using 3Kip, which is an iron plane partner as well, but phenomenal in 3D virtualization. So now you can go on to gatcreek.com and you can see live generation of every finish wood grain hardware option in 3D virtualization. That's pretty impressive. The ability to now see these products and it's not static and it wasn't just a Photoshop layering on a color. You really can feel the wood grain. You can really get a sense of this. And I know they're already thinking long-term how to do augmented reality and bring that into so you can see it in your own room, right? So this is where I think you D2C allows you to take a product and it doesn't be this complex, but make it unique and stand out in a way that you can't on your direct Amazon marketplace, right? You, mm -hmm. This is where you can make, you become the authority and the credible source of that product. And, and there's just so much flexibility to do that in, in almost any of these platforms. That's a very interesting example of the fact that you'd actively be kicked off the Amazon platform for using 3D renderings. I guess that Amazon doesn't like round pegs. It, it wants everyone to have a, a square peg to fit in their square holes they've created. And for a lot of people, actually, that's a great match and there's no point in reinventing the wheel and other such uh, cliches. But it sounds like what you're saying is um, that although they had a unique reason to have their own site, so they're forced in a direction away from the traditional solutions, perhaps, or off the peg or turnkey solutions, it actually meant that almost by accident, they've ended up with something very unique. So from a marketing position, that's fantastic. The, the differentiation, the authority, as you say, is very yeah. strong because they've been forced to do something that is actually industry leading. And that's a very interesting point that actually I think a lot of us get lazy in the Amazon space. And the fact that we have to be more creative often when we're, we're forced to wrestle with problems that we haven't had to wrestle with when we're doing a DTC build, it forces us to be better entrepreneurs and be more, end up, you know, necessity being the mother of invention, we end up more creative. Um, Listen, fascinating. I, I don't think we can top that story. I think we should leave it there before everyone else's minds are as blown as mine is. So fantastic stuff. It remains for me to say Robert Giovanni of Giovannini. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Just remains for me to say Robert Giovannini of Iron Plane. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom today. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. 
I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.